What's going on, Trophy Kids? We've got an interesting one here for you today. We are doing something completely different. No plan for this podcast. It's an improv sports podcast, essentially. Might be the first one ever. Um, letting it all fly off our top of our heads. Hopefully you like it. Next week, we are going to break down the brackets, though, give you our picks for March Madness. So that should be a good one. Check in next week, too, and I hope you like this one. <laughs> Welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is March 12th. As always, I'm your host, Nate. We got Tim and Dante finally back on. It has been a while, boys. How are we doing today? We could be back. (laughs) (laughs) It's fair. The energy I brought to the intro is not uh, indicative of our actual current mental states as a a collective fan group here. Um, We're doing something a little different this one. This is, I'm going to say right now, we might be the first, uh, what's it called? improv sports podcast ever episode here because we have done zero prep for this this is coming all off our brain in the moment um change it up a little bit because i never do prep well all right i at least have somewhat of a (laughs) show structure of idea of what we're going to talk about but it's all it's all just going to flow naturally we're really putting our podcast skills to the test here today um hopefully it goes well i got my chocolate milk and we're going to go from there so Nate, I know how it feels. I to do some, Nate, just in case we have to do some fact checking. <laughs> Nate now know now, yeah. Nate now knows how it feels to be you and I, Dante. Yes, really off to exactly. a hot start here. <laughs> yeah. No, no prep, and I can't even no speak right now. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so Nate, how, how you feeling? Um, how's uh, Xavier basketball Twitter been to you? It hasn't been too kind to me. Oh, dude, our sports fans. I mean. One, it is okay to be upset, but holy God. I'm part of a like a Xavier fan group on Facebook. The message board is a straight dumpster fire. Like, it is, it's incredible. Like, I get being pissed because it, it was stupid the way we lost and just, like, the, the coaching mistakes in the second half and all that. Like, there's legit criticisms there, but, man, is the fan base just, it's off its rocker. It is off its rocker. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it sucks. What happened sucks. We lost to Butler after having a 19-point lead. (laughs) But, like, to say all hell's breaking loose and Steele needs to be fired right now is a whole other thing. Like, Steele is one of the youngest coaches in all of college basketball still. He's going to make mistakes. We knew this when we hired him right out of being an assistant. Yeah, We're supposed to know that, at least, um, that we're going to have to ride with some mistakes. And he had to rebuild an entire program because, believe it or not, Chris Mack left as soon as all of our seniors left and left us with Scruggs and Marshall. And that was it. That was all we had. He essentially stopped recruiting after JP and Trayvon's class. Like, he was just like, these guys are going to – they're going to build the program and then we'll go from there. Because it is – it's a covered bear situation. And, one, it's like criticism. Did a terrible job in that second half with the offense. Like, completely stalled out, terrible flow, bad coaching decisions down the stretch. It's his second year. He's turned in two great... If anybody's watching the game, you'll notice the vast majority of the players getting playing time are underclassmen. They're sophomores and true freshmen. Like, Mm -hmm. and they're playing well. Like, our freshmen play well. Like, he's turning good recruiting classes. He's getting his guys in the door. Next year, I agree. Like, next year should be really like, all right. What the fuck's going on here? And a Kiki situation's a little weird. But outside of that, what are we com- like? I, we're spoiled. We've made twelve out of the last fourteen tournaments. 
Xavier's used to a winning way. I get that. Like, not winning in the way Michigan State's winning, as Dante will allude to here in a moment, <laughs> or, like, winning like a true blue blood. But for a, for a school our size and what we build for, like, we're getting those guys. We're getting those tough guys. We're getting the guys that are going to grind and develop over four years. So chill out. <laughs> Who are we going to hire this yeah. better? <laughs> right. Yeah, there's no there's no real direction here that we could go that would be better. I mean, we could be <laughs> we could be asking for Chris Mack's job right now had he stayed. I mean, they could have had the same exact years these two past years. The Kiki situation, yes, it's weird. But when we watched them, what game was that? That was against uh, Georgetown or Marquette where he got in for a few seconds and he dribbled the ball off his feet and fell over himself and then he got pulled. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you remember that happening? It yeah. was like, yeah, okay. I mean, I guess he's showing more of this stupid stuff in practice then is the way my brain went. Yeah. So, uh, he still balls he, out, though. He does, but, yeah, you, you don't really know what's going on there. And That's the thing. And the other thing, too, is this is a – covid year and we're relying on true freshmen like mm-hmm. true freshmen that didn't have a summer didn't really even have any prep from march until hell august like they were off of basketball from march till august like gyms were shut down sure they could have trained but they're not they're not going at one another for an entire summer ball like like you normally have yeah, and they were playing well before Christmas. And then COVID kind of hit towards the back end of December, early part of uh, January. And that's when all shit went. Like, in the month of January, they had, like, three practices or something. Like, it was like they couldn't practice because of all these COVID issues. Like, what did you expect? Like, I like that they're yeah. going out trying to get two games here. But, like, what was the realistic expectation? Was it a real expectation to make the tournament? Yeah, probably. I think that's fair, especially with the way we started. Mm-hmm. But, like, is it burn the bridge down because... We didn't make the tournament this year? No. Like, next year, yeah, I would say if we're not, if we don't make the tournament for, like, some ridiculous reason, like, guys are getting really injured or something, and he's yeah. still making the same mistakes and the offense is kind of stalling out in big games, okay, I'm going to start to listen to the arguments. But right now, this is what I see. I see a guy turning in good recruiting classes for Xavier. I see a guy developing young talent who had the covered bear, and he's re- leaned on some senior guys who Scruggs played well. I wish he had done more. But he's building his program the way you want it. You don't just pull the rug out of a dude after two years. That's how you end up like a, I'm not going to say Tennessee football, but like you see with these football schools, like these coaches never get a chance to build a program to get the guys that they need to execute their strategies and to play the game they want to play. So it's like, let him get a couple recruiting classes in. Let him get that first recruiting class at least to junior, senior year because that's Xavier's bread and butter. We don't have one and dones. We have guys that develop over four years who generally ball out in their freshman year, show some signs of life, and then they develop over the course of four years. Like, chill out. <laughs> yep, yep. And just and to bring Dante into the loop a little bit on this, too, um, but, like, I have I have a catch-22 here and, and, like, two opposite ends of the spectrum with coaches. I have Izzo flip-flopping all the time and Travis Steele just rolling the ball out and letting six, seven guys max try and figure <laughs> it out on the court. And that's what he's doing. And I don't hate that, really. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it sucks with some of the guys that he's doing it with. But, like, as far as keeping the rotation short and letting young guys figure it out on the court, like, I am never really going to be opposed to that. Yeah. I, sometimes when I'm watching Xavier games, I'm like, 
are they running sets? And then I have to realize, like, oh, they're all freshmen. So that's why it looks like they're playing street <laughs> right. basketball yeah. out there. Like, there uh, was, I think it was, like, a game or two ago, I looked at the starting lineup, and it was one upperclassman, and the rest were fucking sophomores and freshmen. Like, it was, like, I think it was Scruggs, Fremantle, Odom, Wilcher. and I think Colby Wilcher. Jones was starting. Or Wiltshire, one of the two, was starting. It was a, it was a couple games ago. I thought it was... It may be Wiltshire. I thought it was Scruggs, Wiltshire, Jones, and Fremantle. That might be it. That sounds familiar. Scruggs, Wiltshire, Jones, and Fremantle. Either way. And and Odom. Yeah, either way. That's right. Yeah. That's four. Three of them (laughs) are freshmen. One of them's a sophomore. Yeah. Like, what did we expect? (laughs) I don't know. It's stupid. Um, The whole fan base needs to chill the fuck out. Is essentially what it is. Like I get, I was upset. I was mad last night. I'm definitely mad at Tim because he keeps sending things in our group text that have cursed Xavier. You didn't say it this time. This time I didn't say anything. I have not said anything in a long, long time. Tim has sent so many texts. Like there was, there was the one thing. Oh my god. Group message. I I only said this after the game had turned south, and I could see it coming. And that's when I texted the group message to do a reverse jinx. It was that was a reverse (laughs) jinx. That was not. Dude, hey, Jinx. Dante, it got so bad that one of our friends was like, I don't want to hear from Tim until April. Like, to be completely <laughs> honest. Like, he just said that in the text group. <laughs> well, Tim did that to us today. <clears throat> Tim, you got to stop. You, you have a stop, problem. Tim. We're going to have an intervention. Like, I'm going to drive up to Detroit and have an intervention if this continues I don't to happen. remember what I did today. Tim <laughs> tweeted that, like, something along the lines that at least he gets to go green and white for the rest of the. <laughs> oh, that was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. God, that was brutal. Because I didn't even think of anything happening today. But then I saw the spread moving and I didn't like it either. I, but. Yeah, when um for this game, so switching gears a little bit to the Michigan yes. State Maryland game. But before I do that, before I, I wallow in misery, I do want to point out, Nate, that like three or four weeks ago when we were having this conversation about Michigan State and Xavier, uh I think you were a little bit uh <clears throat> How should I say? Confident. Oh, yeah. yeah. Much more confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was sweating over here because I didn't think MSU was going to make the tournament um, based on the trajectory that they were on at the time we were recording the podcast. Um, they since recorded, uh, you know, uh, four top 15 wins and all this other stuff. Yeah, it I was more confident because I didn't expect us to drop the games we dropped to like Georgetown and fucking Butler and stuff. Marquette. Yeah, Marquette. Like I didn't, I didn't foresee oh that. <laughs> yeah, that was that. I didn't foresee that. That was a little uh, definitely blindsided. But yeah, I was more confident. So that Marquette game we were watching. I was watching with my uh, my girlfriend, and she was like, "Why are we watching this?" And I was like, "I, I don't know what's happening. I don't." Know. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, that was bad. But yeah, it didn't work out well. But Michigan State's in. It was uh I'm gonna tell you this. One of the best things, and I preface this, I know COVID was shitty. Don't I don't need people coming after us in the fucking comment section about wow, you're praising COVID. I'm not. But the one benefit of working from home is I've been able to have the games on all day watching on the TV. And I did catch I didn't catch the first part. So I did not see the stretch where on seven attempts they scored thirty four points, Maryland or something. So you're gonna have to fill me in on that. But oh, I did God. see part of the Michigan State Maryland game and oof, rough, rough finish to go into the tournament. But you're all making the tournament at least, so I guess that's yeah, we're that's the positive. The but now, 
you know, depending on what happens COVID-wise and what these other conference tournaments do, do we still get a last four bye is the what is in jeopardy for, for MSU. Um, I, I think one thing here, um, I texted Tim and it was all over Twitter, like Duke season being done, even though their season was probably likely over anyway. But now that it's done, done, I think is has put some teams back on the bubble um, that probably thought their seasons were over and maybe um, giving some of those mid-Americans uh, a chance to say, all right, well, we still have this week or we still have tomorrow or this Saturday if your tournament goes into Saturday um, to do something, to uh, make something to the tournament. I don't think for Michigan State um, – it's the end of the world. I still think we'll probably get a bye. Um, I don't know what other team has beat, you know, the amount of competition that we beat. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what the... The other thing, too, with Lernardi, like, he's good at picking what teams are going in. He's not necessarily great at the seeding all the time, right? Yeah, uh, this is true. So, this uh, is very true. <laughs> you got to take his with a, with a grain of salt. A lot of people have us that at that 10 seed. The 11 seed is fine. Uh, I'm glad I don't have to worry about them jumping up to an 8 or 9 seed. Because uh, <laughs> that would have been, I think that would have spelled disaster for Michigan State. We'll see if we can be a dangerous 10 or 11 seed. <laughs> it's a da- That's a dangerous yeah. position to be in, especially for Michigan State. You guys tend to thrive tournament time yeah. little a little bit off the radar type of situation historically so not terrible long, are we feeling is magic this year keeps, as long as bo Barassi keeps his name out of the ncaa oh, tournament god that that first half so we were up by 11 in that first half that he literally sent maryland to the line 13 times Incredible. to cut that lead literally cut that lead from the three from the free throw line that's Nate. That's how you score thirty-four points on seven shots. Yeah, Nate. I was. I saw that tweet going around. I I wasn't really paying attention to the game at that point, so I didn't know how it happened. But I was like, "Damn, yeah, that is that's tough math to figure out right there." <laughs> thirty-four points on seven shot attempts is that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I. It's something. It's something. But the I mean, Michigan State does have a shot. Um, I was not thrilled with the way they played today. But, uh, I mean, they show these random glimpses of hope when Rocket and uh, Gabe Brown are rolling. I would, it, have you heard anything about Gabe Brown, Dante, about why he didn't no. really play in the second half? Like, what? Because like, he looked he like he was attacking the basket. Because when he made that first dunk, I was like, ooh, Gabe's attacking the basket, and he can spot up. This will be a good game. I, you know, I hate to say, like, because Aaron Henry didn't do a lot of attacking the basket either um, during this game. And I hate to say that Izzo told them not to play because that's not the type of coach he is. He he wouldn't. He he would go out there and win that tournament if it meant killing his guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, but it kind of, maybe the team themselves decided, like, after a little while after the second half, was like, all right, we're not going to, we're not going to waste our time on this game and just take the L. Um, but I didn't hear anything about Gabe Brown. Yeah, I don't know. That part was weird. But uh, here's, I guess, my question. Because we're talking about if MSU has a chance. I've been getting more into college a basketball. A chance to what? 
to do just make yeah, a little noise. To, what? to, to make, make a little noise. Week, to, to week two? Yeah, to make a little noise. <laughs> to maybe to maybe maybe have people going, is Izzo gonna pull a rabbit out of his hat? I mean, it happened with thing. UConn, right? Right. That's what I'm wondering. Like, are, is this team because of what they did down the stretch with the, but their UConn last three won games? The tournament. They UConn did, won their conference tournament when they did. Right. This. The difference is UConn won a conference. They're, Michigan what State I'm saying got is that, bounced in the first round. <laughs> I <laughs> get where that. I was. What my what my <laughs> point was being is UConn didn't have a stellar record going into that tur- going into that tournament. Sure. Yes. And while this game was not good. Obviously, the back end of their schedule, beating Ohio State, beating Illinois, you know, that kind of getting that before the tournament. Do we think, one, that they have some chance to make a little noise, have us questioning if Izzo's going to do anything? And two, which I guess should be the lead on question after this because it's not really about Michigan State, is this field more wide open this year like we thought it was? Or based on what I've been seeing recently, it really isn't actually that wide open. It's really kind of the cream of the crop floats to the top, and it's not a. There's not a whole lot of great basketball teams out yeah. there outside of the top maybe um, four. We'll say four or five. I think Michigan State will be lucky if they make it to the round of 32. Uh, that's my <laughs> that's my two cents. I do think this: if your name is in Baylor, Michigan, Gonzaga, Illinois, Ohio State. Maybe Iowa, Alabama. Ohio State up there. I think Ohio State is streaky, though, right? Yeah. You don't think so? Okay, fine. I don't know. Yeah. Ohio State and Iowa in the maybe categories. If your name isn't any of the other ones I said, I think you can hang up this NCAA tournament. You're not going to win. Yeah. You're putting Alabama all the way up there, though? Yeah, Alabama is... Okay, if Ohio State is not streaky, oh, Alabama is streaky in a good okay. way. Okay. Fair. So, uh, yes, Alabama is a better version of Ohio State. That's what I am going to say. Okay. Okay. That's fair. I I'll do like it. Nate Oates. Oh, dude. Love him. Oh. Nate Oates is fantastic. And I don't know, just knowing that he's a, he was a college bas- or a high school basketball coach, like, yep. less than 10 years ago, or right. maybe it was 10 years ago. Living the dream. Um, just to go all the way to being a head coach at Alabama now. Dude, that's insane. the shit as like when you're a kid, or at least in my experience, like I coached like elementary school and at one point I was like, Oh, I want to be a basketball coach. Like that's the dream. Like you get a fucking high school gig and then you just somehow make your way up to the college level. It's like uh what's his name? Pruitt at uh, Tennessee on fucking mm-hmm. what was that? Two a day show for MTV he was the defensive coordinator oh, yeah. or whatever, uh-huh. and ends up being the head coach at Tennessee for a little bit. That did not end well, obviously, but Whoops. uh <laughs> Yeah, still, yeah. <laughs> Sore subject for Georgia and Alabama fans right now. But, uh, yeah, dream. Dream down there. I mean, at least they're not Kansas football fans, right? Dude, Ooh. yeah, that was. Ooh. And to think at one point I was making, I legitimately made the argument, which is funny if one of my friends is listening to this, he'll be like, yeah, you're an idiot. Um, when or Minnesota was hiring P.J. Fleck, I was like, dude, I can't believe they didn't give Les Miles a look. Like, he's out there. Like, he did a decent enough job at LSU. He was like, big time coach. Whoo, was that a dumb, dumb Nate take? Oh, Real boy. dumb. Oh, Nate. Real oh, dumb Nate. Nate take. Yeah, we oh, can put Nate. that in the category. Yeah, we're gonna leave. Uh, we're gonna leave Les Miles where he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Les Miles is gonna be on last chance. You. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. 
Um, or yeah. if you want to save his problem ch- children. That's where, yeah, it's, we all know that's where he's headed. It's that f- closet, that broom closet Saban puts coaches in for a year and has them, like, clean up the locker room afterwards to get them uh, He's like, redemption. oh, you got donors in your back pocket, but you have issues? Yeah. yeah. Come on over here. Love it. <laughs> your office is going to be a broom <laughs> closet, and you're going to be just eating shit all day 24-7. But, yeah, come on down. <laughs> Yeah, we'll pay him a million bucks a year. Yeah, there was a lot in college football that we uh we didn't really talk about. I wanted to talk about the Texas fight song. I don't know if I'm or not the fight song. It's the song that Uh, play after they sing before or after or something like that. Yeah, the song they sing before and after. I'm gonna take because I'm not familiar with this story. Is there a racial element to this part? Oh, of course there is. Uh, Texas. I was gonna say it's Texas football, so I mean, how could it not be? <laughs> I, so I don't be even fair. know the story, and I was like, "Oh, I know where this is going." Let me be fair. Technically, the song itself does not have. It has racial elements adjacent. It doesn't have anything um, explicit, but the way in which or how the song was performed and used at the school very much linked directly to minstrel strolls and other um, less than tasteful things at the University of Texas. Uh, Austin? Which one is the main campus? Austin, yeah. Austin. Austin. Um, I can't keep up with these campuses. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what the administration had opted to do was they said the band wouldn't play the, the, the band wouldn't play the song but they would continue to play the song as a recording, which in my book is not um, the compromise I would have came up with. I would have told them just to eliminate the song, but yeah. I thought that was a good compromise, right? So it'll still be played, but the band won't play it. Uh, is there any but, real difference, to be honest? I mean, the difference is you're not making the students... You're not... the the. The school isn't forcing students who don't want to participate in that to participate in it, right? Fair. Um, but, I mean, there were football players who came out and and uh, not just football players, other athletes and band members who came out and were just like, we don't want anything to do with the song. And that's when you saw this, the donors uh, push back against the school. Of course. Quote, unquote, banning the song, even though the school never said that they were going to ban the song. And we got to see... <laughs> what some donors thought about uh, players, particularly players of color um, at the University of Texas. Oh, the I don't know a single Texas donor, surprise, surprise, but my, I feel like that is a very easy class of person to, uh, I shouldn't stereotype. I shouldn't stereotype yeah, them, <laughs> but yeah. it's like they just, they keep showing their, their colors here with the Charlie Strong hiring, at first and this and just like everything that goes on with that school um, usually starts and ends with the donors being just the absolute worst <laughs> and not like the worst like other school donors are like being your fucking shithead donors don't try and tell an 80 year old rich white male what he can and cannot do from oil country Texas <laughs> he will do the exact opposite yeah <laughs> see but the problem was or at least some of the problem was like I get that it's not an excuse, but I get it. But some of these people had graduated in like the late eighties and early nineties. Oh yeah, yeah. Like so should be well is... ahead of the curve on this one. Like, yeah. what are we doing? You were holding the rest of us generations back. <laughs> right, like you're not even old. 
right? <laughs> like the internet came around during like your time, like as a young adult at most, right. like you grew up with the internet or like the internet didn't just pop up when you were like 60 years old. <laughs> no, no. At most, Civil rights movement was going on was... when you were in your twenties and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. At most the internet was a thing when you, when you turn right, you're in your twenties, your mid to late twenties. Yeah. So I don't understand whatever Texas is going to do with their fight song whatever here's my two cents i love michigan it's not their fight song it's the song that they play before and after whatever so let me not let me not misconstrue that no fake news but if i love the michigan state's fight song if i found out that at any point of michigan state's history that we use the fight song at minstrel shows then we should eliminate the fight song it's not even worth it yeah like it yeah just rewrite it or just change, like, create a new one. New. Yeah, like, yep. it's not, we're not, it's, the tradition thing is so fucking stupid in college sports. I mean, not stupid in the fact, like, yes, it's good to have tr- traditions, but, like, if it's tied to something negative, like, create a new one. It, nobody's, nobody who really matters is losing sleep over it. Except for, I guess, guess what, donors in, technically in matter. 50 to but. 100 years, we'll all be dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so. nobody cares. The person who nobody wrote cares. it is dead. So, like... Let's get over it. Move on. Um, that's a good point. I don't, I don't know if I have much else really. We were doing a quick show here. Any other thoughts? I mean, we kind of hit Gonzaga. I think top of the barrel. Michigan, Baylor. I have up there. Alabama. And we have to stop the narrative around Gonzaga that they don't play anyone. They... Oh, that is one of the worst things Dude. I've seen going around. <laughs> we got to stop it. That was the narrative, like maybe. I don't know, 10-ish years ago, but, like, they built into their schedule to try to play people, and they do play people. Well, like, it's just not accurate. It was the for me at the beginning of the season, but as the season progressed, I just had to drop it. Yeah. They're just good. They're, They're yeah. just good. Phenomenal. There's nothing pretty, pretty simple. I was thinking yeah. about this. Do you ever think they'll join another conference? Because I was trying to think of the conference they could join, and it doesn't really make sense because yeah, they're they positioning. Can. Yeah. Like, they're not going to join they the can. Pac-12. The only time would be the Pac-12, right? Yep. But they really don't have another conference to join unless the Big East just like said we're which would the Big East would never basketball. do <laughs> because then you got guys we're just going to become the basketball conference. Yeah, but the Big East would but never then you do guys that. Got flying from New York to yeah Washington, Con- Connecticut, and New York, and f- like they would never do that. Um, but yeah, that's the only conference I think they could. So yeah, like it's dumb, and they're just good now. Like it is, it's incredible what he's done at Gonzaga. It like it's literally like when you really think about it, it should break your brain what he has been able to accomplish at fucking Gonzaga. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Again, my before we sign off, um, as a person who uh, has filled out many brackets, do not put Baylor and Gonzaga Gonzaga in your Final Four. Please don't do it. Nope. You will be sadly disappointed. I'd put Gonzaga. I wouldn't put Baylor. Well, I haven't seen the bracket yet. I, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. But I think he's, I'm. He's always from a, from a purely upside. Um, yeah. <laughs> from a purely <laughs> upside there. thing. There, yes, there's a giddy pot out there. Pots out there. Every every team. every tournament, there's a giddy pot. It's fair. We will get on next week, and we will talk brackets, and we'll do it. Like I'm gonna really, yes. I'm gonna dig into things. We're gonna have a good. Like we're gonna. When are we recording that then? Because, you know, the tournament starts on Thursday. I don't care, Tim. Whenever you want to record it, I'll, I'll, I'll open my books for you. 
<laughs> what day works for you? This is a live podcast meeting. Everybody tune in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't schedule. I'm good on Tuesday. Let's do Tuesday. Yeah. You, you want to break out your calendar? <laughs> we'll let the people know now. They can tune in. Um, we will have it out before the tournament starts, or I will at least try to. We'll say that. It'll be a very strong try. I'll move some things around. We'll move some things around, we'll people. Some research. We won't just wing it. No. Oh, yeah. This weekend, I'm diving deep into it because it's, I mean, outside of maybe football bowl season, it's probably my biggest gambling task of the year, <laughs> trying to make it through the first weekend, like, without my bank account going broke. Uh, or not my bank account, my bankroll going broke. Um, but, yeah. Thankfully for the Bucks, I have a very large bankroll. Um, but, yeah. Man, you wrote that the, from the beginning the, of the season. <laughs> uh-huh. With the with the whole bankroll thing, it, it's like I'm realizing now how bad conference tournaments are to me. Terrible, dude. Well. I stay away from them. <laughs> I haven't I haven't touched them. I haven't touched them this year because I've never won money on a me, conference championship. Never. The Not only once. thing that made me happy was taking Georgetown and then sprinkling the money line. Oh, that, that was, was nice. fun. Yeah. Georgetown, they're coming on nice right now. I mean, mm-hmm. they did play a super banged up Villanova, so take it with a grain of salt. But they are coming on nice at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Getting going. All right. Well, All right. I'm excited for the All right. the bracket uh, podcast when yes. we get there. Yes, we will do it. Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> 100%. We'll, it'll be out next week, folks. Don't worry. And thank you for sticking with us in the improv or improv section of our podcast this week. Um, that'll do it for me. As always, peace. 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 Oh, oh, oh.